The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And yes, we've got the Masters the next four days, so I will let you know the ridiculous deal DraftKings has for you a little bit later in the show. Most of you know, I am Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. I got the helmets and the game balls behind me to prove it. You can check me out on social at Ross Tucker NFL. And in fact, we'll have Greg Cosell on Friday's Ross Tucker football podcast. And we'll have a new spread the word winner via social media. So just engage in any way at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Just like it or love it or quote, tweet it or reply. I really don't care. I notice them all. They all help the algorithm, whatever. We'll also have a sponsor confirmation email winner. So if you're taking advantage of the Keeps offer, Purple Mattress, Raycon Earbuds, there's a lot of them. ExpressVPN. I got an ExpressVPN email yesterday, which I love. Just send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And, of course, the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Love the people that subscribe and comment. Very excited, by the way, about today's guest. I don't think I've ever had him on the show before. Maybe I have once or twice, and I'm forgetting. I've done about 1,500 of these at this point. I should mention, a lot of times, Wednesdays are Andrew Brandt. Check out Andrew's Business of Sports this week. Andrew's not going to be here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast this week. So check out his Business of Sports to get his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, on Jeopardy, and the Darnold trade, and all that stuff. I wanted to go to a guy that, first of all, is an absolute stud at what he does. Secondly, I heard some things about his background recently that I had no idea about. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, you see him all the time on NFL Network. You can follow him on Twitter, Mike Garofalo. Did I say that right? No. <laughs> Mike Garofalo. <laughs> Mike Garofalo. Hey, you know what, Mike? It's really funny because I've known you for a while now. You are like one of the three people. I I just have like a mental block with you. I, I know it's Garofalo, 
But yeah. for some reason, I want to say, I don't know if it's because of Garoppolo or Janine Garoppolo, but like I want to say it the other way so bad. Well, the other way is the actual real uh, pronunciation. If you go back to uh, Italy and the way it's uh, pronounced there and which syllables they accent versus which syllables uh, the American English accents. So you are correct. You were correct. But I just, it's funny because before we started this, you were like, I know it's Garofolo, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, all right. Because <laughs> the other one, and, and then we come on and, and you, you went the other way. It's just it's proof that, yeah, it's just both are rattling around your head at all times. It, it's, it's really incredible because, you know, it's funny, Mike, I even went and I know it, but I, I still went on your Twitter timeline at Mike, G-A-R-A-F-O-L-O, and to look at some recent clips to just hear, Somebody say it just to make sure, but the clips are always cut off, like right before you start talking, you're right. So they don't even say it. So yeah. Garofolo, Garofolo, you that you, people must get that wrong all the time. Yeah, I mean, um, dating back to you know grade school and uh, you know people, it, it's I, I've heard some variations of it. People throw an extra syllable in there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's actually gotten better over the years, I think. I don't know, maybe because we're on TV every day saying it. I don't I have no idea. That is why. That is why. It's because you're on TV every day. You're doing a terrific job. It's interesting. You have down your Twitter bio that you're an NFL reporter. Is there a difference, Mike, in your mind between NFL reporter and NFL yeah. insider, or are they the same thing? You know, it's funny because um, that's, my, so that's my Twitter bio. My Instagram bio which I did more recently. I think I threw them all in there. Uh, yeah, reporter, insider, host. Um, is there a difference? Uh, yes, there is. Um, and, uh, well, <laughs> now you're, now we're going to go like seven layers deep into what this business is like anymore. I mean, I, you know, a lot. I, I, I worked with Jay Glazer, who told you I'm not a reporter, I'm an insider, right? Because he, he's, he's made it clear publicly that, you know, he, he – uh, reports his numbers 2%. He says, I report only 2% of everything that I know. The, the other 98, I hold back. And, you know, it's kind of an information trade type deal. And, you know, that's what it is. I mean, listen, I, it's, it's, it's part of the frustration sometimes with, what, with, the, with the insiders, um, which I sort of have one toe in. The, the guy that reports it first doesn't mean that he knows more than the other guy. It's just sometimes it kind of falls that way, like, you know, if ESPN reports something before us, doesn't mean that we didn't know about it. We were just kind of waiting for all the dominoes to drop. Same thing with us. If we beat them to something, doesn't mean that they didn't know, just that they were waiting for the go call. You know, a lot of times you're in this business, sometimes you're too close to the source, right? And the source is like, hey, wait, I, I'll tell you when to go with it. I'll, I promise you, I'll tell you. And the next thing you know, somebody else hears it from somebody else and they fire. So uh, you, usually reporter to me means somebody who's going to dig for the truth, really go out there, really find out all the information, present it as best they can. Insiders sometimes, you know, they're wheeling and dealing behind the scenes. I think that's a, I think that's a good way to describe it. And I think at times, Mike, it feels like it gets blurred a little bit, the difference between those two. I, I actually found out recently, I can't remember, I, I think it was Glenn Macnow that said this. Did you used to be a producer at WIP? I did. I started out there uh, in 2000. 
Uh, I was a junior in college. There was a note on the board at LaSalle um, saying that they were looking for board ops. Well, they call them producers, but we were board ops. And the reason that I say board op versus producer is we were not allowed to have any input into the show. Um, that wasn't from the hosts. That was from program director Tom Bigby, who recently passed away. A guy that was in the business for uh, years and years and years and ruled with an iron fist in a lot of ways. And so, so a lot of times if I had an idea, we would have to put it through the host. The host would have to go bring it down to him to get it approved because if he if he thought it was coming from the producer, uh, he would he would knock it down. Now, what's funny is, by the same token, if things went wrong, he would call the producer to fix it and, and to complain about, you know, he wanted calls. When callers called in, they had to be two minutes. If it went 203, your phone would ring. Why hang up? Why is he going over two minutes? It's like it's three seconds. I don't care. 159, and, and even that's too long, he would say. Um, and I'm like, dude, we're making seven bucks an hour. You got guys in there making half a mil. Like, you know, what do you want me to tell these guys? You know? So yeah, I worked with I worked with all the shows back then, which was great. I mean, it was a great experience to learn uh from guys who had been in the business, guys who had written. I mean, that that's when I graduated college uh, and I was working there, I said, you know, look, I don't even know if I want to do this, like if I want to host uh, a radio show, even if I did, the guys that do it are former reporters. So I think I have to go out and, and write. And, and those guys helped me with a lot of connections to to really get me started in the written part, which is where I spent the, the early bulk of uh, of my career. Yeah. I mean, when we met, you were uh, the Giants beat writer. Um mm -hmm. And probably the most prominent one for a long time. Then you got the NFL Network gig. I guess my question now, Mike, what? Because I'm sure people are curious. What are the pros and cons of your job now? Because you kind of talked about reporter slash insider. What are the good parts? What are the bad parts? Um, you know, they're they're, they're uh, the good part. The good parts are. You know what would I get to do every day, which is talk about the NFL and uh, you know really uh, dive in on a lot of different and interesting stories, and to get around and to, to to learn a lot of things and to meet a lot of people around the league, and you know kind of see how everything really comes together. Um, you know, I, I I I enjoy that; it keeps it fresh. Um, by the same token, you know, and and for all those folks now who are out there and, and on a beat and covering one team, you know, there, there's, there's a joy in that too. There's a joy in following the journey of, of one specific team and uh, one group of players and, you know, one coaching staff and, uh, you know, chronicling that for the people that follow that one specific team. I mean, it's hard a lot of times for me when you're covering 32 teams, you don't know everything, right? So sometimes you'll go on air and you'll say something and the people that follow that team on a daily basis will we'll really kind of get after you and, and say, no, you're wrong about X, Y. How could you not know this? I mean, that's my that's my favorite, by the way, is the, you know, uh, if, if I make a, an incorrect prediction, because they make us make predictions on the air or, you know, certain things. You know, I, I, how did you not know that? I could do your job better than you. No, it's it's not how it works. I mean, you know, you follow once. If you're a Titans fan, you follow the Titans, and you probably know more about the Titans than I do. But the other thing is, our our network a lot of it a lot of it is surface level right so a, a lot of the things that we do on the NFL network we're not going to talk about necessarily the interior of the offensive line but if you're 
covering the beat day to day, you'll write about that. So you'll ask questions about that and you'll know more about that. And if you're a fan and you're really into it, you'll know more about that, right? So so that's the part that, like I say, when you're on a beat, there, there's there's a beauty in digging deep on the roster down to the, the 53rd guy, 55th guy, whatever uh, the roster is now. Um, you know, there, there, there's a beauty in that and there's a joy in that. So I, I hope that answers your question. I mean, it's it's, you know... There's, I've enjoyed all aspects of everything I've done in this business. Yeah, I mean, so I did Sirius XM for 12 years, and you got to know every team, man. And I mean, and because these people that are listening to the NFL channel and that call in, they really know their team. Yeah. Like, I tell people all the time, like, there's nowhere to hide. It's a call-in show. They can call and ask you about the Nickelback for the Seahawks, and you better yeah. be on it. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, you didn't really get into the cons, though, Mike. And 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 hearing you talk about um, sort of the uh, trading of information, you know, the part that that I feel like, and I'm not sure you're this applies to you as much, but the part that I don't think I would like is almost it feels like, especially the guys like Schefter and Rappaport, like you have to be on call, right? I mean, the, you don't ever right now. Call. Forrest Lamp is about to come to terms. You know, the, the the guard for the Chargers is about to come to terms with the team. And, I'm, you know, I'm trying to listen. Go to ahead. You. Go ahead. Tweet it. Tweet it while you're on with me. Go ahead. Well, I can't. Supposedly the team. Here you go. Here's another one. Here's another one. The team is going to release this one. And so I, I'm being told by my source, hey, I was going to give this to you, but the team is going to put it out in the next 20 minutes. So you got to sit back and let the team do it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's these are. I, I don't want to be complaining about this. I don't want to bitch about this stuff, but th this is our, you know, Adam and, and, and Ian deal with this a lot more. I, you know, I, I like as a reporter versus an insider, or at least a co-insider uh, or, or whatever, um, it, it's uh, um, I don't want Ian's life. I tell him all the time. He goes on vacation. I fill in for him. He comes back and I go, I, I don't want your life. The old varsity blues Line. I don't want your life. I don't want your I don't life. Want your life, right? Um, so, Mike, what if I tweeted right now? According to Mike Garofolo, <laughs> according to Mike Garofolo's source, Forrest Lamp is about to agree to terms on a new deal with the Chargers. The team should be releasing. You know that they're going to release it by the time this show I, comes out. I probably. I don't know. I don't think it's the Chargers. By the way, I, I don't even know who the team is. Uh, you know, it's. Um, are we live, by the way? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm hitting, I'm realizing this now. Probably should have done that if we were live. Uh, <laughs> if you did that, I'd get in trouble. That's what would happen. I know. That's the beauty of it. That's the well, beauty of it. So, so, so just so you know, by the way, here's the backstory. I kind of go through free agency and I kind of identify whether it's, you know, teams uh, or, you know, people who are close to uh, a guy or even the guy himself. Uh, I, I'll kind of identify uh, certain people in free agency because I can't, you can't do 200 free agents all at once and expect to break all of them, right? So we'll kind of sort of divide and conquer between me, Ian, Tom Pelissero. There, there is some overlap, but but really like I, I actually made a spreadsheet of 40 guys. I said, here's 40 guys that I should really focus and lock in on. And Forrest Lamp was on there only because I wanted to tweet, you know, quote, I love Lamp, source on team that he's signing for, right? Like, that's really all I wanted to do. That was, that's why I put him on my list. So I made a concerted effort to 
I, you know, identify Forrest Lamp because I wanted to break that one so I could just say I love Lamp. And that now it's all amazing. out the window. So all that work I did tracking Forrest Lamp, all out the window. I had another one. What did I? Uh, uh, what was the other one? Hold on, it's in this text chain. Oh, Denzel Good. I was focusing on Denzel Good because I wanted to say it was a good deal with a capital G, and I, <laughs> and I did. And people were like, "Dude." <laughs> but that's so, Mike. What? Let me ask you this though. Like, obviously, a lot of people follow you because they want to get the information. But from your employer standpoint, from the NFL Network standpoint, what is the like? Why is it so important to break news? You know, it's it's from the employer standpoint, right? Like, like in other words, like you're when you're you're not breaking news when you're on NFL Now or these other shows you do. Good Morning Football, you're on recently. You're you're just talking about information that you know. That's what they care about, right? But so what I'm what I don't understand is like. You want to break news, I get it, but when you break news, you really just break it on Twitter, which is not has nothing to do with your employer. By the time you're on the air, you uh, somebody else has confirmed it. You know, I, listen, my, my biggest of all time was Beckham being traded to the to the Browns, and it was really cool to tweet it and watch TweetDeck explode, and my phone actually freeze because I'd gotten so many texts and um, alerts, right? Uh, but by the time we came on the air, ESPN had already confirmed it. Uh, Cleveland had already uh, confirmed it. Mary Kay Cabot, you know. So by the time we went on the air, nobody could really split the difference. Now, you know, they 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 say, "Oh, here comes you're the guy that broke the story." Like they like to do that a little bit, but they don't care. And, and I I'll tell you a story. A couple of years ago, um, I was in Cleveland for free agency. I was still early on with the NFL Network, so I really didn't have a whole lot of relationships in certain places. And I got to Cleveland and I had one guy in Cleveland. I said, here's the deal. You guys are going to be active for free agency. I'm on the air at NFL Network. Uh, I said, I'm not going to break everything, but here's what I need you to do. When something breaks, I need immediate context because they're going to come to me no matter what. So the Osweiler deal happened while I was there uh, and Schefter broke it and said, hey, the Browns are trading for Brock Osweiler um, yada, 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 whatever. Uh, they're taking on the contract. They're getting a second round pick, whatever. Uh, it breaks. I make a call to my guy immediately. And my guy goes, all right, here's what you need to know. We care more about the contract than the player. Uh, this is about that. The player might not even step foot in the building, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, boom, hang up the phone. As I hang up the phone, they're coming to me. They didn't ask me, have you confirmed it? Do you know anything else? What? Nothing. Boom. We're coming to you because of, Another guy at another network that broke it. So the light comes on, and I was ready to go. And I called the guy back. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I, I kind of wanted to give you a heads up on that. I said, I, listen to me. I said, I didn't care. What did I tell you I needed? I needed to know what was happening, and I needed to know what was happening immediately. And and that's all my employer cared about. They were like, hey, that was great. They, they didn't care that I didn't tweet it out first. But So it's it's self-imposed is what it is. All this All this pressure and all this – Desired it's self-imposed from a lot from us to be honest with you. All right, so then, Mike, the the flip side to that is, what do you give those people in return so that they give you this info? Like, how does the trade work? Oh, it's it's information trade. I mean, that's what being an insider is. Is is, and I learned that early on, and Ian learned that early on because we would we would we had relationships from when we covered um, 
you know, if you cover, he covered the Patriots, I covered the Giants and, you know, guys would leave and go elsewhere. And all of a sudden you'd have a guy there or maybe people you just knew just from the course of doing business with the Giants or agents, whatever. So you did at least start out with a, a base of, of sources, but you would kind of try to build it. And I remember he called an agent one time and said, I don't understand how come Schefter gets all your stuff. Like, you know, we're building a relationship here. And um, I, I think the guy said something like, you know, Adam, Adam gi uh, gives more than he takes. And it was an eye opening thing for us to realize like, oh, OK, it, it's it's a scratch my back, scratch your back kind of deal where, um, you know, they, they, they need information to help them do their jobs, whether it's a team or a player or an agent or whatever. Um, and and we'd, we'd like to, hey, when it happens, let me know, hey, I'm hearing this. When it happens with your guy or whatever, let me know so I can put it out there. That's that's the trade, basically. And a, a lot of times it, it'll be, you know, a, a, a team. I saw one recently. Hey, a team is open to, to trading out. Okay, that's the team using the reporter to send the message to the rest of the league. Hey, come call us because, you know, we're interested in whatever. Uh, or sometimes it's an agent. Hey, you know, my guy's got in, in previous years before COVID, he's got 15 pre-draft visits, you know, put this out there. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a give and take. Yeah. Some of the tweets, man, that I see that are so clearly agent driven, like, Hey, can you please tweet this? It just makes me laugh, man. Which, like, I get, I get, I get it, but it's like, I've been doing it long enough now, Mike. I mean, my rookie yeah. year was 2001, but I feel like, and I know when I was with the Patriots, they knew all the connections. They have like a whole flow chart of which coaches and executives have which insiders that they're tight with. Like they knew the whole thing. They really do. Like they know who's everybody guy is so that they can quickly connect the dots. Yeah. And it's just funny because now, now that I know how it works, I, I just, it's like, or like my favorite is like when six guys at the same time tweet, uh, so and so signed the contract per source. And like my timeline, literally five guys in a row. I'm like, oh, I guess everybody got the text message at the same time. But what are you gonna do, right? If you're if you're one of the people, like, not tweet it and look like you're way behind, or just be part of the parade, right? So that's and you got like point zero one seconds to make that decision, right, in your head. I'm a, oh, this is gonna make me look like an idiot, whatever. And and God bless his heart, Rappaport doesn't care, doesn't care, just fires never reads the replies which actually i've gotten into um uh as well it kind of stay and and i feel bad because there's a lot of people that i enjoy the give and take with on twitter but it's a cesspool in a lot of ways and, and so i don't even i don't even open my notifications tab anymore i i so i'll i'll re i'll look at the replies to a specific tweet sometimes just to make sure because a lot of times people will say hey you screwed something up and you can fix it really fast you know um, but other than that, uh, it's, it's, so yeah. So Rappaport doesn't care if people are like, oh, you know, Adam bodied you. That's a good one. Adam bodied you or, you know, and Adam gets the same one. A rap, rap sheet beat you. To, you know, it's just people love the bus job. Well, it's like, what do they want them to do? Do they want them to go through and see if somebody else already wrote it? By the time you go through and see if somebody else already did it, you might well, be, you, you might lose. I, I, but I also do try to do that from time to time, I, all the time, really. Like if, if somebody gives me something. I'll be like, all right, let me see. Is this out there? Because sometimes, like, the local guy will have it. And I just say, hey, local. Because I, I, listen, trust me, I've been there. I was the local guy. You'd have something, uh, and, and a national guy would break it. And you'd be like, dude, I just said this like a half an hour ago or even like a day ago or something like that. Um, 
so I, I, I always I always try to you know, make sure if, if if I'm not first, just give the credit. Uh, I saw something the other day. An agent said that um, do we need people to be like I've confirmed whatever, right? Like a signing comes out, a national guy breaks it or whatever, and the guy goes, and I've confirmed it. And so I sent him a text, and he calls me, and he's like, "Was that too harsh?" And I was like, "Well, you got to understand something, like." You're, you're the local guy and you're covering a team and the national guy breaks it and you got to acknowledge it. Right. So what are you going to do? Like you kind of say. And so I, I quickly learned because like early in my, you know, national career, you know, Adam would tweet something or Glazer or something. And I would say, um, you know, I've confirmed and people would be like, oh, good. R- wasn't sure if Jay Glazer had gotten that one right. The sarcastic reply, I'm like, all right, going to change that phrasing from now on. And so I told him, I said, what I try to do is if I can add something, like if somebody reported something, like, hey, somebody signed with whatever and I've got the contract numbers, I'll say, hey, as, you know, whoever reported, source adds that it's a X number deal or whatever. So at least I'm pushing it forward and not just adding another tweet to your timeline that doesn't add anything else. Well, uh, and it's funny, uh, uh, Mike, because I always feel like the confirmation – I feel like that's so insulting. You know what I mean, it's like that's the other thing. Like, I, I don't believe what Schefter just I've said. Confirmed, that yeah. guy might be a liar. So I actually talked to somebody. The the whole confirming. I get it though, Mike. We went way longer than I was expecting. This and I have like Darnold Eagles. <laughs> I got all kinds of stuff here, but this is way more interesting. Thank you so much, man. Check him out. He's on all kinds of NFL Network programming. You can check him out on Twitter, although he won't look at your replies, at Mike Garafolo. Garafolo. G-A-R-A-F-O-L-O. Thank you, Mike. You got it. Enjoy, man. Thank you. That was awesome. You know what's so funny? I, I love stuff like that. I, I was going to ask him about the Brad, uh, the Darnold trade and Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't know. I kind of feel like – and you guys let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or email or whatever – I kind of feel like if I'm interested in something, you guys would be as well. And right now, I am interested in HBO Max. Look, live sports can't always be on. But thankfully, HBO Max's shows and movies can bring the latest action right to your couch. From epic HBO originals, Game of Thrones, anybody? Celebrating 10 years this month? To comedic favorites, Happy Gilmore, amazing. South Park, amazing. To new WB same-day premieres like Godzilla vs. Kong, available in theaters and now streaming on HBO Max for a limited time. HBO Max is the perfect option for your team's off day. Go to hbom.ax slash DraftKings. Again, hbom.ax slash DraftKings to start streaming now. Morning, Ross. What happened on Monday afternoon? You talked about it with Mike Garofolo, but any other thoughts on the Sam Darnold trade? Well, actually, you didn't talk about it with Mike. What am I talking about? Let's get your thoughts. Sam Darnold from the Jets to the Panthers for a second, fourth, and sixth round pick. Right. The second and fourth round picks are next year, 2022. I think there's a couple things that happen here, Bri. Number one, the Jets decided they wanted to go with Zach Wilson. I think that they think he's better. I think that they think he'll be cheaper. And they wanted to go with Zach Wilson pretty clearly, right? So that makes sense. Then they had to trade him. 
The issue is they really let a lot of other teams, the Bears with Andy Dalton, Washington with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, these other teams couldn't wait around. So I wonder, I suppose, if the Jets could have gotten more for Darnold if they had been more willing to trade him earlier. As for the Panthers, and I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL, you look at like Daniel Jeremiah's latest mock draft. He has five quarterbacks in the first seven picks, Bry. Even Justin Fields going seven to the Detroit Lions. And this is, by the way, before the Darnold trade. So I think on some level, especially after the Niners traded up to three, I think the Panthers said, you know what? We might not be able to get any of these guys at eight. Or maybe we get one and it's the fifth guy. Maybe that's Justin Fields. Maybe it's Mac Jones. Maybe it's Trey Lance. But maybe we don't love that fifth guy. We'd rather get Sam Darnold. We'd rather have Sam Darnold. And by the way, be able to use our eighth pick on a stud. The question really is, is how good is Sam Darnold? I mean, you look at his stats. It, it, it's an unbelievable contrast. Like Mitch Trubisky has much better stats, yet he signs for $2.5 million for one year? And instead the Panthers give up three draft picks to give Darnold over $23 million fully guaranteed? Really, especially if you listen to the Even Money podcast yesterday, Steve Fezzik, he doesn't think Darnold's good. And I'm going to ask Greg Cosell about Darnold on Friday. I don't think Greg thinks Darnold's that good. So evidently the Panthers do not agree with my guys like Steve Fezzik and Greg Cosell. Takes. Well, apparently Carolina thinks Sam Darnold is good because they are uh, reportedly going to pick up his $18.9 million option for 2022 and allow Teddy Bridgewater to try and find a trade partner elsewhere. So I think this is a mistake that they're picking up this option now. I mean, that's $19 million fully guaranteed. I don't know who else was a suitor, Bry, for Teddy Bridgewater last offseason, but I do not believe that the Carolina Panthers needed to guarantee $10 million of his salary this year like they did. Now it's like an albatross for them. I don't think they're going to be able to trade him. I don't think people want that $17 million salary or the $10 million in guarantees. I think the Panthers are kind of stuck with it, and that's because they gave him more money than they had to. I'd say the same thing for Darnold. You know, if Darnold is not the guy, if Darnold plays poorly, they're going to be very upset that they have that fully guaranteed $19 million on him next year. If he plays really well, well, then you can give him a contract extension at the end of the year. You can franchise tag him. They obviously believe he's going to play really well and that they're saving money on what the franchise tag would be. However, they obviously also felt the same way about Teddy Bridgewater. Takes. Adam Schefter had a report that NFL players are now going to be paid over 36 weeks as opposed to just 17. Right. Well, so with the 17-week season, 17 games will now be an 18-week season. But rather than getting paid over those 18 weeks, your entire salary, right? So if you're getting $1.8 million, you get the whole thing over those 18 weeks. They're now going to spread it out over 36 weeks. Got to tell you, I'm, I'm not a fan. That means that half of your money is in the owner's bank accounts, the team's bank accounts, for twice as long. That's a lot of money. And I know the interest rates aren't real high right now. 
in terms of accruing interest, but that's on millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. That's a lot of money. And I understand the thought process is that it helps some guys budget. It will help some guys. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather educate those guys on the time value of money. I'd rather educate those guys on budgeting. I'd rather educate those guys on, hey, get the money now, invest it, or start to accrue the interest yourself rather than the team. I am surprised that the NFLPA agreed to this. Well, here's a question, Ross. Is that first payment still starting in week one, or is it starting way before that? No, week one, Brian, because they can't give it to you until they know you're on the team. Okay, fair point. All right, moving on. Other news includes Giants quarterback Daniel Jones getting his skill guys together to throw in Arizona. The Lions are signing cornerback Quentin Dunbar. Broncos signing defensive tackle Shamar Steffen. And Vikings cornerback Jeff Gladley turning himself in on felony assault charges. And one last thing, Alex Kappa of the Bucks gets 622000 in performance-based pay. Yeah, Daniel Jones, I, I tweeted, Ian Rappaport tweeted this. It cracks me up. You know, like quarterback gathering the skill guys season give me a break um i mean look i'm glad he's doing it good for him but like almost every guy does this almost every year and it's comical how we make a big deal about it then of course they'll find the one guy that didn't like joe flacco and be like do you not want to win joe flacco is there a reason why you didn't gather your guys uh dunbar stefan these are exactly what teams do this time of year they realize where they still have a hole they try to at least get someone respectable to fill that hole before the draft. They don't telegraph that they need to take a D-tackle in Denver or need to take a corner in Detroit. Makes sense. Jeff Gladney, it's not a, not a good look for him, and he was their first-round pick last year. Not a good look at all for him. We'll see what ends up happening there. And the Alex Kappa thing, I tweeted this as well, Bri, the other day. Mike Garofolo was actually the one – that had this story about the performance-based pay. My first year, Brian, in or second year, but in 2002, that was the first year that they had performance-based pay. And I got to check like in March or April, I want to say for $12,000 from the Cowboys. I had no idea why, no idea what it was for. I thought maybe it was a clerical error. I debated telling anyone about it. I cashed it quickly and then finally talked to my agent and he mentioned the performance. He wasn't even sure at first. Then he mentioned the performance-based pay thing. So I realized it was a legit check and not just an oversight by Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, which would have been pretty funny if it were. Uh, I should mention, Bri, the Masters starts tomorrow. You can turn $1 into $100. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you cash $100. It's that easy. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook on your phone, Sportsbook app on your phone if you haven't already. You can turn a dollar into $100. They just have to finish in the top 10. They don't have to win. They just have to finish in the top 10. Pretty awesome, almost as awesome as our dudes that are all patrons. I think we're done here, patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media, such as Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com for that Human Head vinyl records. We already got the college draft and even money posted this week. 
You should certainly check out Andrew's Business of Sports if you missed him on the day's show. And then Friday, we'll have the GC, Greg Cosell. And, of course, later on today, Joe Dole and I breaking down these rookie quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective, which I think is really interesting. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 